0: I'm Jack Wilshire. <laughs> I'm
1: Mitch Ailshire. Ordered... I'm
2: Will
3: Yarranton. Not Ethan Putlack.
0: And today we are going to be talking about All the Light We Cannot See. So uh, I would like to start a discussion with talking about the theme of free will versus destiny, as yep. I feel this is prevalent throughout the entire story. Uh, does anyone have a good quote on that or something they'd like to bring up first?
3: Yeah, on page 250 there's a quote and it says, Werner is succeeding. He is being loyal, and he is being what everybody agrees is good. And yet every time he wakes and buttons his tunic, he feels he is betraying something. And that, it is really encapsulating Warner's internal conflict between you know, his free will and his destiny. Like he is currently living out his destiny, but his free will is telling him, Hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be working towards your own desires.
0: I agree with you. I feel like that's also um, one of the things he also struggles with is his relationship with his sister Yutta. I'm sorry, I do not know how to pronounce that name right Utah, Utah. thank you So, uh, on a quote on page 133 Broadcast from Paris They'd say the opposite of everything Dutchlander says They'd say we were the devils That we were committing atrocities Do you know what atrocities mean? Please, Judah Is it right, Judah says, to do something only because everyone else is doing it? So this really exemplifies the internal conflict between Werner, how at the beginning of the story, he was mainly choosing his duty over his free will. He was always choosing to help the Nazis over what he believed was right, and that ties in how he's starting to feel, you know, bad about himself, because he realized he's doing the wrong thing. And, uh, Frederick perfectly exemplifies this. Do you guys have anything you want to say about yeah. Frederick?
2: um, I have a quote where, uh, Frederick said, we don't have choices, don't own, don't own our lives. But in the end, it was Venna who pretended there were no choices. Venna who watched Frederick dump the pail of water at his feet. I will not. Venna who stood by as the consequences came raining down. Vena who watched Volcano wade into his house after house. The same ravening nightmare recurring over and over and over and
3: yeah, Frederick ultimately pays the price of he ultimately does. living out his free will over his destiny. And I'm not exactly saying that the destiny is a good thing, in the right case scenario, but the free will... Frederick was punished for it.
0: He is, and I mean, Frederick, t- at the end of the story, I'm a little confused exactly what happened to him, but he kind of became, like, a vegetable. Like, he needed his mom to do everything for him. He suffered, like, sh- I think it was long or short-term memory loss or something I like that? I think so. It no, was yeah, something that turned him into he couldn't live by himself. Do you have anything to say about that, Michaela? Do you feel like, or do you want to change the subject?
1: That I think we've been really focusing on the free will part of the story. Mm-hmm. That a nice amount of the story also focused on destiny. Mm-hmm. With the sea of flames ultimately, or allegedly, controlling everyone's lives and stuff. But a really good quote about Werner that exemplifies this destiny theme is, it seems to Warner that all the boys around him are intoxicated, as if at every meal the cadets fill their tin cups not with the cold mineralized water of Schoforda, but with a spirit that leaves them glazed and dazzled, staying forever drunk on vigor and exercise and gleaming boot leather. So that, in a sense, that it seems like the boys are being forced to do everything for the Nazis mm-hmm. and take over and it's taking over their lives, that they're not really allowed to live their lives or they'll end up like Frederick, which pretty much just faded to nothing.
0: I agree with you. I feel like you brought a really interesting point at the start with the Sea of Flames. I have a quote on page 21. The curse was this. The Keeper of the Stone would live forever, but so long as he kept it, misfortunes would fall on all those he loved, one after another in an unending reign. But if the Keeper threw the diamond into the sea, thereby delivering it to its rightful recipient, the Goddess would lift the curse. This shows how sometimes your destiny to con- you can't always control your own destiny you, uh, so for example Mary uh, I'm sorry Marie Laurie Marie Laura she takes her she takes the sea of flames now do you guys believe that it is actually the sea of flames causing her to lose her father her uncle um, Madame uh, Manek Uh do you guys or do you think that is just a coincidence
2: Personally, I feel like it's more of a uh, it's more of a lock device, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know if... It, I don't can't say for sure if it's actually cursed or not, but it's sure... The book sure makes it seem like it is, especially because early on, near the end of mm-hmm. chapter one or two, um, it's, men- it's mentioned, the stone came to be known as the Sea of Flames. Some believe that the prince was a deity, that as long as he kept the stone, he could not be killed. But something strange began to happen. The longer the prince wore his crown, the worse his luck became... Uh, one month later, she was blind. Kind of, and kind of noting how bad luck happens to everyone around it, but right. not the person who has it.
0: Which is a good idea, because it also exemplifies how Marie-Laure- I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to pronounce no. that name. Marie-Laure. Marie-Laure, was her- she never suffered anything, herself. It was all her family who suffered around her, which again begs the question.
2: Yeah, and when uh, her father had it at the museum, she was the one who became blind. Her right. father was fine, but as soon as she had it, everything went bad for everyone else.
3: Now, here's, here's the caveat. What about Von Rumpel? He never exactly had the stone, though he suffered whatever his tumor and he spent many years of his life looking for it. His I don't even know if it's free will or destiny that's entirely consuming his life in the search for the diamond, but it ultimately led to his demise by the hands of Werner. So it's in, in tandem with the Sea of Flames and the destiny of free will. Is it really a curse, or...? I feel like in Von Rumpel's case, it is a coincidence,
0: but in Mary Lourie's case, I'm sorry, in her case, it is the curse. But any final thoughts since we're a little deep into this run?
1: I agree with what you said, that I believe that Von Rumpel's situation was all a coincidence because before he had the tumor and stuff, he wasn't really thinking about the stone. And it was more about like being in the military and everything. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he gets the tumor, and Stone enters his life then. So, I really think that's just a mere coincidence.
0: Okay, well, that is all the time we have today, and here's our outro
1: music.